Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On your home for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. It is Total Request Thursday. Pick a song, we'll play it. 410-583-1057. Get your boats at Featured Artist Friday. That reveal coming up about an hour, 45 minutes or so. Lamar Jackson met with the media after the win last week against Arizona. He and the Ravens, 17-1 against NFC teams during his career. So, Lamar, how do you explain that one? Bro, you're playing football, it's not about NFC or AFC. I'm trying to win regardless. I don't even want to put that in my head or let you finish that question. <laughs> we good. <laughs> we good. I think it was more about the fact that maybe. No. No. <laughs> don't try to. Don't try to take his question. Well, no. <laughs> we good. So how do you explain it? Because he didn't want to jinx it. Whatever it is. Uh, Bob. Um. I'm guessing that was it just at home. Overall, they he's, were in Arizona got, last week. He's got a pretty good. He's got a pretty good record, whether it be NFC or AFC during the regular season. Anyhow, but seventeen and one is, and the only loss was to the Giants yeah, last. I, year. I don't know how you. I, I don't. I don't know. Well, Lamar, if you listen, they don't see him much. I guess I don't know. Seattle is in the N- NFC. By the way, Seattle, for our younger listeners, North. You know, their first year in the league, 76, they were in the NFC. And Tampa was in the AFC. And then Seattle moved to the AFC. And Tampa moved to the NFC, where they still reside to this day. And then Seattle moved back to the NFC in the early 2000s. Like yeah. Steve Largent and Jim Zorn and Dave Craig, they did all their damage in the AFC. Yeah, because we, we played them every year in the preseason. So how about that? What was the division? They were the AFC West. Okay. Well, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not it. Uh, I'm not Galileo, but even I know that one. <laughs> but Seattle, you still have the Rams, San Francisco. So, you know, three more NFC teams on the docket for the Ravens. But Lamar, obviously, jokingly, 
Saying, hey, don't put any jinx on what we're doing because whatever we're doing is working well, 17-1. and one. Lamar was also asked about Seahawks' defense versus the Cardinals' defense, which, you know, kind of bogged the Ravens' offense down for a while there. Uh, yeah, well, that's two different defenses. Uh, Arizona did a lot of drop eight versus us. We wasn't um, looking forward to that, but they did a good job at that. Um, but um, Seattle is pretty much a 3 deep team, you know, zone team. Uh, just got to go in and prepare. That's all. Explain drop eight to the audience there, Ben. Drop eight, they rush in three. Rush three three linemen, and they dropped eight just to, you know, uh, you're sending out three, four, five receivers <laughs> right. going against. And there's not a lot of space to throw it. You got time, but there's nowhere to throw it. That that's that's the thing. You can't throw deep. You know, you gotta you gotta be patient, you know, and run the ball or dump it off. And they went to the run philosophy in the second half because yes, Lamar did. was sacked four times in that game. Yeah, holding the ball too long. 58-80-1057, the fan news from the Nash. Hey, Bob, one yes. other thing. Yeah, when Lamar was talking there, you know, did it sound to you like we didn't expect them to drop eight, that that was kind of oh, sure. unexpected? That's kind of the way it sounded. And it also sounded like he doesn't expect Seattle to duplicate. No, they're not. That's not Pete's style. Pete's going to do what Pete does. Now, the Ravens are home. They've had one home game in the last month plus. That was against the Lions where they destroyed them. And here's Lamar talking about just coming home for the next three weeks with an important stretch looming. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're not traveling. We're staying home, grounded. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And the weather's supposed to be halfway decent. 60, 67, 68, sunny on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. So it's a West Coast team coming in for 1 o'clock kickoff. So they're going to have to. Seattle get acclimated. I think the fans are going to be excited because it's the first home game in a couple of weeks. And Ravens have an opportunity here to do some damage. Not only against NFC teams, but against their own division with Cincinnati or Cleveland-Cincinnati looming right after that. Bob, I always felt like, you know, it was like going from west to east. It was difficult the first time you did it. You know, like if you played early in the year, which they did. They played at the Lions, you know, early in the year. Against Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. Yeah. After that, you're kind of used used to it because Pete will probably come in Friday. They'll get in Friday night, and then Saturday is just a normal day. And then Sunday is, you know, you're kind of on that schedule. So, no. Major advantage. I don't think so. Not not at this time of the year. Now, something we talked about earlier is we we both agree. Now, Vinny, you've been a big Rashad Bateman fan since mm-hmm. they drafted him, and yep. injuries have kept him off the field oftentimes. And, you know, he had one this year. But he's back, and he wants to get more opportunities. And uh, the question is, Lamar yesterday when he talked to the media at uh, one winning drive, I mean, are you aware of who's getting targets, who isn't, and who needs more? Who's who's starving right now? Um, no, not really. I'm just trying to do my best to put points on the board. You know, we got guys flying open here and there, so um, it's hard to pinpoint. You know, exactly like, yeah, he need to get the ball here. You know, it's within the play. You know, if I'm going to progression and the guy open, he's gonna get the ball. But other than that, I'm not trying to force anything. Well, the the play call can kind of determine, you know somewhat the direction you're headed at least you know if you're the if you're the number one or number two target you know that's the thing and you know it may be about matchups um what matchup do i like best because a lot of times quarterback they can either go right or left you got the out say you got a quick out right and a quick out left 
whichever one you know you look up and and both corners are off or whatever you're picking the one you want to go to you know do you like to throw to the right or do you like to throw to the right, left or do you like to throw to flowers or do you like to throw to bateman you know all those things i mean when you're a quarterback you're walking up there it's your choice now beckham odell beckham in one last game has six more targets than rashad bateman and uh, obviously you would get this question Hey, Lamar, are you and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, close to getting more in sync with your combination there? Oh, absolutely. Um, so they just holding them. they holding them, but I believe they, they got to. You know, it's, it's OBJ. You know, he he going to catch the ball. So they got to do their best to um, keep him away from the ball, and they're doing a good job at it right now. But he's going to get on the scoreboard. I, I believe it's happening fast. It's going it's to come. It's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, he, he he's eventually going to get a touchdown. Um, and, and yeah, <laughs> and they are grabbing him and hold. And I think this, Bob, I think he knows. I mean, he's a vet. You know, like we talk about those pass rushers, they can beat you with their brain when they don't have the speed anymore. I think that's kind of Odell right now. I mean, he doesn't have like 4-3 when he came out, but he knows the little intricacies of how to get a flag, you know, when you're in a contested area. And maybe because of who he is, the referees give him the benefit of the doubt. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, let's count that late week money, hopefully buy or sell, and talk about some sports subjects on this Total Request Thursday. Melissa Kim's going to be joining us. Preview the Ravens and Seahawks. Ravens back at practice today. Six players missing yesterday from practice. What does any of this mean, at least on uh, November the 2nd? Then we'll pay tribute to Bob Knight later on in the hour. Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio, going to join us for some NFL lunch we'll look at week nine schedule do our picks for tonight's thursday night football matchup tennessee against the steelers and greg bell with three g's from the tacoma news tribune he's going to preview t- uh, sunday's game baltimore seattle from a seahawks perspective worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Sponsored by Window Nation. There's so much to love about the fall, especially the return of Window Nation's best offer of the year. Get two windows free for every two you buy. Plus, pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90NATION or online at windownation.com. 1057 The Fan here on this Total Request Thursday. Pick songs. We'll play them. Get your votes in. Featured Artist Friday. Tons going on in the world of sports. We'll get to as much as we can. Right now, let's count that late week money buy or sell. Well, Bob, my phone's all green. Oh. The Dow's up 371. The S&P's up 60. NASDAQ is up 171. DraftKings up $1.14. Under Armour, up 16 cents. All right, well, speaking of green, let's start here with the Eagles. Uh, Last two weeks, Julio Jones was elevated off the practice squad for them uh, to the 53-man roster, but they made it official earlier this week. It's a full elevation. They're not going to do it on a week-to-week basis uh, anymore. He's officially part of the 53-man roster. I apologize. A little beeping going on in the background oh, here. I'm I was wondering what the hell that Of course, it starts right as I crack my mic, but, you know, we'll roll with it. Improvise and adapt. Julio Jones, though, uh, just two receptions on three targets these past couple weeks. <laughs> no one's really expecting him to do anything significantly better than that unless, I guess, someone ahead of him gets injured. But, Vinny, buy or sell, Jones won't last the entire season on the 53-man roster. I'll sell that. I think they'll keep him up there. Um, But I don't think he has a lot left. Uh, Let's do a little college basketball here. Season's uh, almost upon us in the past few weeks. It's been uh, some unofficial scrimmage games taking place. Teams do this all the time. And for Louisville, one scrimmage game against Kentucky Wesleyan. Division II Kentucky Wesleyan, by the way. It didn't go according to plan. They lost to that Division II school, 71-68. to Again, an unofficial game, but some stats got released from those that were there. A 16-5 to advantage Kentucky Wesleyan had in offensive rebounds. We know the Cardinals coming off an abysmal 4-28 and season just last year. Unbelievable. This seems like a whole new low, though, Bob. Buy or sell, Louisville's second year under Kenny Payne will play out a lot like the first. They'll win more than four, so I'll sell it. But they're going to feel a lot of, no pun intended, pain. By the way, Rick Pitino, St. John's, lost to Pace College. So it's not like Chris Mullen and Walter Barrier walking in that building anytime soon either. He's got some work to do. But Louisville, I mean, they've just, for them to plummet that far down, that's, and Kenny Payne's a Louisville guy, that's, that's a tough gig, man. And now they're in the ACC. Which is another thing altogether. They open against UNBC, by the way. Louisville does. There you go. Go Retrievers. Uh, Let's go back to the NFL here. A handful of new coaching hires across the league this season. And as we approach the midway point, we can start to somewhat fairly grade them. 
CBSSports.com has D'Amico Ryans listed as the top first-year coach so far. The Titan, or excuse me, the Texans, sitting at three and four, uh, do have the benefit of C.J. Stroud, who's off to a fast start in his career. But what about Shane Steichen? He comes in at number two. The Colts also with three wins and a top ten offense, despite losing Anthony Richardson to an injury. Vinny, are you buying or selling that D'Amico Ryan's has been the best first year coach so far? Um, yeah, I'll I'll buy it, but Steichen's right there too. You know, I mean Stroud's Stroud's taking on. I'm a little disappointed they lost to Carolina. You know, otherwise if they're sitting four and three, you know, then they're looking much better. I mean, they're in the playoff hunt, right? And we'll close with this one here in baseball. Both the Diamondbacks and Rangers pulled off incredible seasons this year. Uh, Both did so after suffering 100 loss seasons within the last two years. Then you throw in the Orioles, their turnaround, winning the AL East after losing 100 games just two years ago. And there appears to be a fast turning of the tides here across the league. Is there another team on track to do so in the near future? How about the Reds? Finished with 82 wins this year. Plenty of young talent, just like the Orioles. But buy or sell, Bob, the Reds can go worst to first in two years in the NL Central. I'll buy it. The reason is Milwaukee could be losing their manager. Craig Council could go to New York. Be careful what you wish for there, by the way, Craig. Cubbies look like they've got a nice little foundation of youth to work with. Pirates, okay, they've got young players and they... Remember, they were the feel-good story of April. Cardinals, I don't know what the hell happened to them. Yeah, I'll go ahead and buy that. Cincinnati, De La Cruz is a stud. They've got some other uh, striker. they got a, the lefty pitcher whose name escapes me, who the Abbott, I believe it was, who the Orioles saw. I mean, they've got some good young players. So I'm going to buy that, that the Cincinnati Reds, the big red machine, is coming back in the NL Central. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, Melissa Kim's going to be joining us. We'll preview the Ravens and Seahawks. Seattle coming to town first place in the NFC West. They are six-point underdogs here in Baltimore. However, Ravens won three in a row back home for the first time in a couple of weeks, trying to maintain their advantage on top of the AFC North. What are the injury issues here? Are there any, given the fact that six players didn't practice yesterday? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Total request Thursday. Picking songs. We're playing them. Get your votes in. Featured artists Friday. That review coming up in an hour, 15 minutes or so. Oh, sounds like Coleman's band. Steely Dan. Mm. Gary Coleman, big Steely Dan fan. I don't know about you, but uh, it's all about what the people want to hear. Ravens, they're back home this weekend, Sunday to be exact, 1 o'clock at Seattle. Two first-place teams here to talk about it. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato. She's our colleague on 105.7 The Fan, joining us on the WGK Law guest hotline, as she does every Thursday. Let's welcome in Melissa Kim. Melissa, good afternoon. How are you feeling today? Good. How are you doing, guys? It's a little chilly out, but we're doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing all right, Melissa. And uh, yesterday at practice, Ravens back at it. And I know John Harbaugh said Monday, no real issues injury-wise to be concerned with. Well, six players didn't practice. Beckham, Gus, Morgan Moses, Oway Stanley, and Rocky Sin, for people that may not have heard. Marcus Williams was back, which is good news. But other than the absences, anything to be concerned with? Because it didn't sound like John was <clears throat> too concerned with that. Yeah, he said that on Monday, too. You know that in terms of any of the post-game injury situations, he said nothing major. He said it on Monday. He repeated that again yesterday with all the guys that are out. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, Gus Edwards did speak to the media yesterday um, in the locker room. And generally, if there's something up, I would infer that those guys would not speak. So I think that they're all just little minor things. I saw Morgan Moses in the locker room yesterday, too. See, he seemed like he was all right. Um, same with Odafe. So I think that the, I think that we can we can believe John in this that they are definitely some minor just some minor things happening right now. All right, Melissa, who have you interviewed this week? Had sit downs right. with. So far this week, I've been heavy on the O line this week. I really want to talk to Kevin Zeitler actually um, because he did accomplish the feat over the weekend of. Uh, beating every single team in the NFL, only the third offensive lineman in league history to do so, which is a pretty cool feat. And, you know, if, you, if you've talked to Kevin Zeitler before, if you ever see him on the field during games, he is very, very dedicated to his craft. He told me yesterday, he's like, I'm a psycho. And I was like, what What do you mean by that? And he was like, well, I'm just, I'm just really focused, really in the zone and all that. Um, and, you know, I talked to pretty much almost all the guys on the O-line last week about it leading up to Sunday's game. And they said, no, Zyler is a beast when it comes to the preparation and really just in terms of doing things right. Tyler Lunderbaum told me that he, the most important thing that he's taught him is consistency because he's like, when you can put consistent material out on the field, that's when teams are going to keep you around. And so Kevin, afterwards, I asked him how he celebrated and he said his wife poured him a nice glass of rosé when he got home and he was able to relax a little bit. But um, no, I think for him, the thing that always stands out to me the most is that he's generally always in like a game mode. You know what I mean? Like serious space all the time. Kind of tough sometimes to get him to crack a smile or a laugh. But um, one of the things that I noticed yesterday was I was, you know, a big topic of conversation right now, obviously, is the three-game homestand, especially after they went to London and then they went to the West Coast and then came back. And a lot of the guys was really happy to sleep in their own beds. And I told, I asked Kevin, I was like, you know, how great is it to be able to stay home for the next three weeks? He's like, wait, we're home for the next three weeks? And I was like, yeah, you are. He's like, wait, who do we have after, their, after, um, after Seattle? And I was like, you always have the Browns and then the Bengals. So that's how in the zone this guy is, that he really truly is not looking at 
past anything um, past the upcoming game. So, you know, I think that that shows you how focused he is and how in tune he is to just what he's doing in the moment. And um, I also talked to John Simpson, who I've been talking pretty regularly now and getting a good grasp on his personality. Really, really lovely human being, um, really lighthearted. And the thing is, he's the newest guy on this offensive line, right? And so I asked him, do you feel like you maybe need to do a little bit more? Are you doing a little bit extra or anything like that in terms of getting acquainted and getting gelled with the guys and he's like no he's like not really at all he's like honestly he's like guys like kevin and ronnie and especially tyler have made me feel like i don't have to like you know i'm just kind of you know even though i'm the newest guy i'm still just gelling with them and you know just learning things one day at a time and he said that he never really felt the need to do anything you know out of the ordinary or just anything extra in terms of stuff like that so um so yeah i think that i've been a little online heavy this week but um so far but um, generally, the vibes right now, I think that everybody's pretty locked in. Nobody's obviously celebrating the fact that they're 6-2 and two right now. But um, the focus is pretty good, I think, right now. Now, Melissa, I think the receivers, this is going to be their toughest secondary that they've seen all year. Oh, yeah. These, these guys are good. So um, when you talk to any of the receivers, I'm sh- they need to be zeroed in. They need to be focused. And they need to run routes like – they did against Detroit, not like how they did against Arizona. Yeah, and I think that they're aware that Lamar was asked a little bit about that yesterday, especially in conjunction with Rashad Bateman. And he just said that, you know, he just needs to get more opportunities and he's going to be able to, like, he'll be able to show people what he can do. And I think that, you know, Bateman has definitely been on a steady increase in terms mm-hmm. of his workload, in terms of what he's showing, that uh, what he can do. So, yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, Zeitler said that yesterday. He's like, this is arguably the best team that we're going to face all season, period. And I was like, okay. So I think that they're, they are definitely aware of that. Well, I, I think, you know, your O-line guys that they've talked to, I, I think they're bigger than Seattle's D-line, and I think they need to pound it right at them and play NFC football. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that, um, you know, Coach Harbaugh did allude to that a little bit yesterday as well, and we'll get to hear from um, Todd Munkin and Mike McDonald today. So um, I think that that is definitely going to be some – they're definitely aware of that for sure. Um, And John actually alluded to that a little bit yesterday too. He's like, we're going to have to, you know, play the best game that we've played all season without a doubt. Well, just remind Todd when you see him today that (laughs) Seattle's red zone – Defense, 30th. <laughs> I will definitely make a note of that. I'm sure he'll just be like, okay, cool, but we still have to do our job. You know what I mean? He'll, he'll be a total Todd Munkin form, I'm sure. And I'm, I'm interested to hear – I'm always interested to hear, like, where he grades where they are at the moment. You know what I mean? Because he's always pretty frank about where they stand and what he thinks they need to improve upon. So I always look forward to, like, what he has to say in terms of um, where he thinks the offense stands every week. And then I think another one, like, from Mike McDonald. I mean, Geno Smith – has not played well against the NFC or AFC North. 78 quarterback rating on Sunday and then a 70 against Cincinnati. And he's thrown two interceptions in each of those two games. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is here's the thing. There's, I think there's a lot of factors that are going to go into that for sure. But obviously his <clears throat> record so far against the division is not stellar. But, I mean, you got to respect the fact that he obviously is a veteran quarterback. And, I mean, Pete Carroll, too, obviously, I'm sure is looking at all that for as long as he's been around the game as well. So um, definitely nobody's taking the nobody's despite all that. I don't think any of these guys are taking taking Gino lightly at all. Now, the other thing with the defense is, I mean, 
Kenneth Walker's a stud if he gets going. You know, I mean, so yeah. I think uh, the defensive front, they've got to be fundamentally sound like they were in Detroit. I didn't think they were that way against Arizona. Yeah, I think they're certainly – I think they played – I think they were not horrible against Arizona, obviously. You can tell by, I think, the plays like that – I mean, Michael Pierce, um, the Michael Pierce game and everything that they made. But um, they're definitely aware of that. Justin Matabike talked about a little bit about that yesterday. And, you know, the thing about this team is that every week, right, you can say this opponent is this, this opponent is that. But I think what has been working well for them is that they're so in tune and focused in terms of what they're doing, not necessarily – the opponent, right? Like, obviously, they're, like, studying film and doing all that. But in the times that we've spoken to them, they're always about how do we get better together as a unit, you know, and in terms of being unselfish, being, you know, being on the same page with everything. The communication, that's obviously something that we've constantly heard about all season long is, was it a bad communication week? Was it a better communication week? How are we communicating? So I think that that is where this team is at in terms of the week-to-week. And, you know, instead of being so focused in on, what the other guy is doing. They're really just focusing on themselves. And I think it's obviously working out for them pretty well. Melissa Kim joining us, Biddy and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Melissa, last thing for you, as you talked to the players last couple of days, any surprise within that locker room that the Ravens didn't make a move at the trade deadline? Um, You know, it's interesting because I think that's always obviously also been a topic of conversation. I don't think so, per se. Um, Roquan in particular, he was kind of like, I mean, I leave that stuff upstairs, like whatever. But I mean, personally, I wasn't per se because you I mean, you heard about all the Twitter chatter and all that going on with mm-hmm. what they wanted, what they needed. But I mean, I think at this point, when you're a six and two team heading into week nine, you're obviously doing something right with the guys that you have. And I think anything anyone else they could have traded for or gotten would have been an added luxury. Melissa Kim, tell her. Yeah. All right. Tell everybody what's happening with you here on the fan tomorrow night. Uh, well, you'll get to hear all those one-on-ones that we'll be doing this week. And then also um, we will be joined by Mike Ian from NFL Network to chat about where uh, he thinks that the Ravens stand in terms of the national picture because he is someone that picked Lamar Jackson to be MVP uh, in preseason. So we'll get his thoughts. Melissa, appreciate the time as always. We will talk to you Sunday during Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, the pregame show, first hour, of course. Indeed. We'll chat then. Have a good day, guys. There's Melissa Kim, everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back, pay tribute to one of the great coaches in American sports history, that's for sure. And we'll talk to one of the great sports talk talk show hosts in American sports history. That's Mike Harmon. He's going to join us for NFL lunch at 1 o'clock. We'll look at week 9 of the NFL schedule. Starts tonight, Tennessee taking on the Steelers. Looks like Kenny Pickett to go. Full participant in practice yesterday. Greg Bell. Talk about Sunday's game, Ravens and Seahawks, from a Seattle perspective, from the Tacoma News Tribune. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I suck at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 Fan. 
Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio, joining us top of the hour. Have some NFL lunch with us. Look at week nine starts tonight. Steelers hosting Tennessee. We'll get into our picks a little bit later in the hour. Then Greg Bell is going to be joining us from the uh, Tacoma News Tribune. Talk about the first place Seahawks coming to Baltimore as six-point underdogs. We're going to tribute Bobby Knight here in a minute. But let's get out to the phones. Go to Minnesota. Talk to Sean. Sean, what's happening? Hey, Amy, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? I'm well, I'm well. <clears throat> you know, in the beginning of the year, when you go through the schedule, you know, and you're trying to determine wins, losses, wins, losses, wins, losses. I had this one circled because I was actually, I, I was worried about this game early, early, early before the season even started. I uh, They got a pretty strong team. I completely loathe Pete Carroll. I don't know if I'm just drinking the Harbaugh juice, <laughs> but I can't, I just, I, you know, ever after the whole USC thing, I, I the way he left that program in a debacle and I, I just come out the back door, like, I don't know. I didn't, I don't, you know, yeah. I just thought that was and Reggie really Bush lovely. still feeling the pain of that thing. Uh, yeah. And also another little uh, interesting tidbit. Um, so I'm really seeing this as a matchup of, like Todd Munkin slash Lamar Jackson versus Clint Hurt, who is Seattle's D.C. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but he was the defensive line coach uh, at Louisville when Lamar was there. So there's a, there's a little bit of history and familiarity there. He knows he, – he firsthand knows how dynamic is uh, Lamar Jackson is. But um, So, yeah, I, I just thought I'd throw that out there. A little intrigue for sure. Thanks, Sean, for the call. Do you think that has a bearing on the game at all? No. Familiarity with Lamar from what? Lamar graduated, what, 17 was his last year? So we're talking strong six years ago. Uh, I don't. And I think uh, Pete is heavily, heavily involved in the defense. All right. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. Bob Knight passed away yesterday at the age of 83. Before we get into his career accomplishments, how about we listen to some of his more uh, infamous moments? And how about this one from February 23rd, 1985 at Assembly Hall? Technical against the bench and against Bob Knight. Steve Reed, an excellent free throw shooter, will have the honor of shooting the technicals. Looky here. Looky here. Bobby Knight just threw his chair. Clear across the free throw lane. And I think uh, Fred Unbelievable. Jasper. He picked up another tee. And now Fred Jaspers has called for athletic director Ralph Floyd. <laughs> uh, Bob Knight got thrown out of that game. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of the great lines of all time, the book Season on the Brink, written by John Feinstein. Did you ever read it? Um, No, I didn't read it. But he had this line when he would do the rubber chicken circuit, Bob Knight. And people would ask him about that incident. And he'd say, well, I was sitting from my vantage point across the court. And I saw this elderly lady standing there. Didn't look like she had a place to sit. So I decided to throw my chair over (laughs) so she could have a place to sit down. 72-63 was the final score. Purdue beat Indiana. And you talk about Michigan, Ohio State, Duke, North Carolina, whatever it is. Indiana-Purdue basketball is as bitter a rivalry as it gets. And Bobby Knight, by the way, didn't like being called Bobby Knight. He was Bob Knight. Hated losing to Purdue. And we there's a clip 
the famous one there where he lambastes his team, which we can't play. It would be nothing but one word, bleep, 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 two words. Bleep. You've, you've heard it before, I'm assuming, Nolan, where he just goes bananas. I hate losing a bleep in this, that bleep. One of many quotes yeah. by him. But him and Gene Cady, bitter rivals on the floor, Purdue's coach, uh, during those 80s years, became were really good friends off the floor. And, you know, Bob Knight, as the pressure started to mount during his final days with the Hoosiers, and, you know, his behavior got a little more volatile. He was getting physical with players, slipping air quotes and banging heads, kicking, choking, snatching, you know, things that probably could get you fired if not sued today. I mean, it started to mount. And then as Bob Knight, I guess, was winding down, here's his parting shot, if you want to call it that. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my So that's Bob Knight. The famous uh, speech there. And as you can hear, the place went bananas. And Bob Knight, at the age of 83, passing away. So he hated the media. And then, like most people who hate the media, Jim Beheim's the latest. They get into the media. Yeah. And he went worked for ESPN. But Bob Knight won a national championship as a player at Ohio State. Played with John Havlicek and Jerry Lucas. So played on one of the greatest college basketball teams of all time. Fred Taylor was the coach. Won three national championships as a coach. Five Final Fours. Three-time National Coach of the Year. 11 Big Ten titles. Won the NIT back when people actually cared about that to some level in 1979. Won the Pan Am title, as we said earlier, when he punched the police officer in Puerto Rico. Won the gold medal in 84 in Los Angeles with Michael Jordan and Patrick Ewing and Steve Alford and Chris Mullen. I mean, picked, there was a ton of stuff. Sam Perkins, I believe, was on that team. 902 wins. He's in both Hall of Fames, the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield and the College Basketball Hall of Fame as well. So his legacy is undeniable, you know, and it's, I was old enough to I watched the 76 team beat Michigan in the fi- the national championship game and UCLA in the final four who were the defending champions at that time and in 1981 as a 16-year-old Nolan you'll appreciate this watching the game Maryland's playing Indiana second round of the tournament this is Albert King Buck Williams Greg Manning Ernie Graham all those guys taking on eventual national champions Maryland starts eight nothing in Dayton, Ohio, second round. Indiana wound up winning by 35. Game was over by halftime, and I'm just sitting there, steam flying out of my ears and thinking how much I disliked Bobby Knight at the time. But strangely, was fascinated with him. Now, granted, he didn't choke me or kick me in the leg or throw my chair or do whatever it is. A lot of players couldn't. Some players, lot, most of them loved him. Right. You talk about... Ask Quinn Buckner what he thinks. Now, Isaiah wasn't vibing with him when they played together, or he coached him, but they had a relationship as they got older and time, I guess, heals wounds. But he, you either loved him or you hated him. I'm guessing, Bob, that um, Bob Knight was like Woody Hayes, same type thing, 
Bo Shemba, you know, all those old coaches like that, that's how they were. And he loved Woody Hayes because he played at Ohio State when Woody was the football coach. He used to go, go he was like, real, uh, Bobby Knight was real good friends with Sid Hartman, and he would go up to Minneapolis and go hunting and stuff with Bud Grant. They were like fishermen and hunters. He had one of the great lines, too. By the way, you want to laugh? Go to YouTube and watch <laughs> the outtakes of his show when he's playing golf, his, his basketball show, and he's trying to chip out of the rough or out of the trap. <laughs> yeah, Watch how many takes that takes <laughs> and how many... Uh, Golf clubs were thrown. But he did this reality show when he was at Texas Tech where walk-ons were trying to make the team. And a guy in practice said, oh, my bad. And he goes, to me, that's the dumbest thing anyone could ever see. Say, my bad. The whole stadium saw you (laughs) screw up. We all know it was your bad. We don't need you to tell us anymore. So Bob Knight, rest in peace at the age of 83. Mike Harmon will be joining us next. A Big Ten guy, Northwestern, as they beat the Terps. I forgot all about that. Hey, Bob, Mike Harmon's going to have some NFL lunch coming up here in a matter of minutes. Talk real and fantasy football with him. We'll look at Week 9's NFL slate. And then Greg Bell's going to be joining us. Tacoma News Tribune, 130. We'll preview the Seahawks, Ravens, two first-place teams from a Seattle perspective. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.